Yeah. <laughs> I've always liked, I've always, I've always found it hilarious. The, the plot hole that basically like the entire function of the Jedi is supposed to be to like seek out Sith. And there's a Sith who lives in the same building. Um, and it's just like, they see on a daily basis for like decades. Yeah. And then when it's like, oh yeah, he's a Sith. They're like, yeah, his presence really like blurred our vision. It's like, I don't know what you're for. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Little Film Podcast. My name's Adam and I'm here with Tony. Hey. Patrick. Hello. David. Hey, yeah. And Ollie. Hello. The Dead Speak. <laughs> We've been gone so long that, you know, I'm sure many people thought they must be dead. But we're back. The universe has summoned us back. No one ever really dies. For the very important task of reviewing the new Star Wars film. I think we've all got quite a bit to say, I would imagine. How are we all feeling about this? Ready to go? Pumped. It's nearly a month since we saw it, isn't it? So it's had time to sink in, I'd say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this podcast is, like, so current. Yeah. I think as we found out with the previous Star Wars... or When did we start this? Did we start this for... Two years ago, we reviewed... We the do... first episode was Star Wars The Last Jedi. So you might say the circle is now complete. True. And we're now reviewing... Does that mean this is our last one? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but exactly. I don't think, well, I don't think there's another... Um, well, there's not really another franchise or any other kind of, I don't know, film of any kind, really, that matches Star Wars for divisiveness and investment, I think, emotional investment. Jumanji? Possibly. Um, so, yeah, it's good to be back on this one, I think. Was it good? Yeah. Is it good that we've... Was it really quite a smart move on our part to leave it a month or so for the dust to settle? You know, everyone's had their say, and then we come in with, like, the definitive review. No, it's just our dates didn't. Yeah. <laughs> just that we, we couldn't get ourselves organised in time. One of those two things is true. We've given everyone else a chance to watch it, so they can listen to the pod. And make up their own minds, and then we'll correct them. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, we are here to review Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I'll say up top, as always, that this is going to be a spoiler-heavy review. But at this point, as we say, it is a month on. If you haven't seen it by now, you don't care, do you? So, um, you know, I imagine everyone has seen it at this at this stage. But let me just start with a very quick synopsis. This is from Rotten Tomatoes. I probably should have looked up a, a different synopsis. I always go to Rotten Tomatoes. This one is very brief. No one's ever really gone. Ray's journey continues and the Skywalker saga concludes in Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker coming December 2019. <laughs> so there you that go. Gives no <laughs> That, uh, now we're all up to speed. Gives us a flavour of what to expect. It's, of course, directed by J.J. Abrams, written by J.J. Abrams and Chris Terrio. So, yeah, we'll, uh, we will give our scores out of 10 in a second. But, Ollie, first of all, we always like to, to start with uh, giving a sense of what critics have been saying. So you've got the, the scores from the big review aggregator sites. Okay, so IMDb, 6.9. Rotten Tomatoes, 53%, and Metacritic, 54%. On Rotten Tomatoes, that's the critic consensus. The critic score is 53, but the audience score is 86, which is quite a lot higher and is the complete reverse of what it was for The Last Jedi, yeah. where the critic score is very high, audience score very low. So that's perhaps something that we can talk about as we go on. The moment of truth, then. 
scores out of 10. Has everyone got their score out of 10? Tony said you, you, you hadn't prepared yeah, it. No, I, yeah, yeah. You know yeah, what yeah, it is now. Yeah. Now, normally we like to do this blind to, to not, you know, to, we deliberately don't talk about the film after watching it. So this would normally be the first I'd, I'd know of what you thought of it. I do actually know what you all thought of it this time, but I, worry, I don't know though, what score that, you're going to give it. I think it. everyone uh, in the cinema knew what you thought of that <laughs> when we left. I worry that um, sometimes maybe the first few scores or the first couple of scores might affect the next score. Does that ever happen? It's almost like we should write uh, it down. Ooh. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think I've pre- changed my yeah. mind based on what we've been saying in the circle. Mm. You mean that you th- you think some of us are so when spineless I, that yeah. we when like I get my score, at, yeah. you follow. Oh, I'm going to wait to hear what Tony says, and then I'm going to change mine by about four points. Yeah, <laughs> the other way. <laughs> well, based on that, who do you think should go first? Um, Ollie. Uh, six. Six out of ten. Wow. Wow. Tony, let's go to you. Three. Patrick? 6.5. Oh. David? 8. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it a (laughs) 9. 3. What we can take from that is that you and Tony are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I was between a 6.5 and a 7. When I left the cinema, I was a 7. And then I gave it more thought. I possibly should have stuck with a 7, but... When you came in here today, you were going to give it a seven. Then you heard Tony say three. <laughs> and he no, brought he's it down never to right. He's never right. Um, okay, well, there's a lot to say. Um, let's try and do it fairly systematically. Can I just start by saying that I really wanted to enjoy this. For anyone who didn't hear, and I don't know why you wouldn't have done, who didn't hear our uh, Last Jedi review two years ago or doesn't, re- doesn't remember it. Um, we, well, Patrick, you hated that. Two I hated that. Dave, you enjoyed that. Dave loved it. So we were kind of split on that too. But so I, I really didn't like Last Jedi either, but I tried to go, I really did try to go into this with an open mind. I wanted to like it. You know, yeah, obviously I really didn't like uh, Last Jedi, but I had loved The Force Awakens and I thought, you know, with J.J. Abrams coming back, it might get back on track. Uh, But from the first line of The Crawl, The Dead Speak... I knew we were in trouble and it kind of got worse from there. And I do, I just think it's a mess. We can perhaps kind of pick it apart bone by bone, but the, the, it's epitomized for me by Palpatine. I just wanted to talk about Palpatine first of all, because I just thought absolutely everything involving Palpatine in this movie was awful. was I couldn't abjectly agree. awful. Uh, mm. From the moment when right at the beginning, is it um, Poe or one of them says, they're, they're having a kind of rebel council and he says somehow Palpatine's returned and that's the extent of the explanation we get for how he's back and it's I just thought that was insultingly bad yeah uh, I couldn't agree less <laughs> um, but there's loads of stuff which isn't explained there's loads of forced ghosts are never explained there's never explained what Qui-Gon Jinn discovers that like leads like nothing's explained and all like there is loads of stuff in the film which is problematic plot-wise and especially also in terms of power, like what is and isn't possible. Can you pass a lightsaber to someone else who's in a different place and all that stuff? There's plenty of other stuff within the Star Wars world which just isn't explained at all. So I don't think it necessarily matters. Like this, It's in a way no different to Voldemort um, still being around in some form or other somewhere 
which is then eventually explained through how he kept his power and stuff. But I don't, I don't see that as being a particularly problematic yeah, I, thing. I also think, like, if we're talking about it as a Skywalker saga, the nine films, and it being about that family, well, Palpatine is essentially the main villain for six of those films anyway. So bringing him back in this one, for me, isn't really problematic. And I think it's actually it was really the only way they could go after The Last Jedi. I know you said I liked Last Jedi when I reviewed it originally. I gave it, I think, a six out of ten. But in hindsight, it's much worse than that. And I think this film spent a lot of time trying to undo the mistakes of that film. So, for example, killing Snoke. Well, then what are you left with if the main villain is on, like, a redemption Mm. arc? Well, the thing is... Because just on that point, though, that you... I I don't think it's that fair to criticize the palpatine point too much while not examining like well who the hell is snoke and what where's he been all this time yeah and all but, that stuff the things i agree with all of that yeah and so i'm sort of looking at it i suppose in the whole like i i, I completely agree that um ryan johnson kind of wrote them into a corner by killing off snoke but like i think it's pretty unforgivable that they didn't map out the trilogy from the beginning, but then why why does Force Awakens get a good score if Snoke is the main bad guy? Well, well, yes. I mean, uh, in hindsight, I sort of like Force Awakens less by realizing that they didn't know where they were going. In Snoke's actually not in Force Awakens very much, but he's still um, important. He's still like yeah. the, he's like the Emperor in the old ones. That, that's that's his role, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not in it much, but he's the over overarching baddie mm-hmm. pulling the strings sort of thing but i think i think you're right that they're basically trying to undo the mistakes that the last jedi made but unfortunately i don't think they've done it very well firstly and also the mistakes of the last jedi have had this knock-on effect that i just think bringing palpatine back i, I take what you're saying about you know it's a bit like voldemort or whatever but at least there's some gesture towards trying to explain it and i, I suppose it's just i you can sort of see the seams of it like i'm it, i'm I didn't really have that suspension of disbelief because I was literally just thinking about J.J. Abrams writing this rather than being immersed in the story. But But I would say that Palpatine, if you look at the, if you look at nine films, I think Palpatine's probably like MVP of the entire saga. So I quite like that they were like, right, well, what can we do as like a really bad, like bad guy? And we'll just get the old one. Like, why not? But he's it's, it's, and even there's one of the one of the moments of the films actually film which actually made me laugh was that there's this whole thing of Palpatine saying like strike me down and like to to um, Ray, and then as soon as she's like I'm not going to do that, he's like ah the one true emperor is back and like it's so <laughs> quick that he's like yeah I'm the bad guy again. He's he's pantomime. He was always pantomime, but Star Wars is a pantomime. Uh, I also so, think he's like the only person who's like feasibly evil enough throughout the entire saga that it could have a massive epic ending like with all the ships and everything like that. I think if they were like ah Snoke didn't die or Snoke had a master and he's doing this, you'd be a bit like I don't know. This seems like the only thing that Palpatine's mm. capable of. It's just so, I, can I just say on the Palpatine thing, the 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 lightning kind of where he's just like going, and all the lightning goes out to like millions of ships. It's just one of the. It was so lame as to be 
like just I just can't believe they even thought they were like oh let's just how can we end it oh we'll just go bigger and just have a, a scale that's almost impossible to get but, but anyway sorry anyway that's that's my main issue with Palpatine I just think that as a whole and I like again like Adam I really wanted to like it I actually came out of Last Jedi feeling good about the film although having then when we discussed it you know there are you know I think maybe I overlooked some of the kind of gaping holes and the, the silliness Whereas with this, I came out of it and during it, I was like, oh, this is just, I was cringing more than I was kind of stirring with, you know, so I've heard some people saying like, oh, there were so many moments in this which really like stirred the Star Wars kind of fan in them. And it was, you know, I just cringe. It was cringe after cringe after cringe. All the, the ghosts just bringing everyone back for a little bit of a cameo or a chat. Even the stuff with Leia, um, you know, just reusing old footage to just so that she's there. And, it, you know, I just, just like, it was just so poorly... Um, conceived and then yeah the, the X-Wing coming back and everything was, I just think they just ran out of ideas lazy utterly it was so it, no it was just all they were trying to do was tick it was like a tick box exercise how many uh, old like tropes and uh, ideas and stuff can we bring back from the previous ones and I know it's it's it fits into the whole overall story but it just made me cringe Ollie I, I didn't love it and I came out feeling a bit underwhelmed but i did i did enjoy watching it, if that makes sense like it did stir up that like star wars fandom in me quite a bit and you were saying about all these they're like rolling out all the star wars references and all that kind of stuff but they did that a lot in force awakens Completely. as well well yeah and, and i know okay i take that point but that was that was the first one, one that was the first film in you know bringing back a new trilogy i think that was they were right to do that then because they had to tap into it but when they got to the third film like they have, they've had years to come up with ideas, and they had, they literally couldn't come up but with any. I, I really liked, I liked like the X wing coming back and stuff. Like that was really cool. That gave me that like Star Wars buzz because that's so iconic. I just shit my head. But well, why I, did you shake your head when the Millennium Falcon came back? Why not do something new with Force, Force Awakens and Lando no, 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 as well? I just said that. they they had a, an opportunity to create a new trilogy, and yes. To, to, to set it off, they needed to reference what had come before. And I, why? I, because, I, because I think that was the right thing to but do. It's the but, same world, but though, then isn't why it? would in the very last one you completely change things up? That would no, be the one no, where you. No, no, no. But they, you're right. they should have carried on the trajectory of, of Last Jedi, not just gone back to, to what they were doing before. But actually, can I say the, the, the absolute worst thing about the film? <laughs> and as a film, forget all the fact that it's Star Wars and you know all the fanfare and the, the score and the characters that everyone loves, it's just the fact that as a film, any single twist or moment of jeopardy was completely rushed through. There was nothing was given time to uh, like set it, settle in with the audience. It was just like, boom, here's, here's like, we just changed it on a sixpence and then we're off. And yeah. it was like it's nothing. It was it? really, yeah. really rushed. And, mm. and also then any kind of significant moment of jeopardy or, you know, something uh, significant happens in the plot would quite often be undone. Like, they'd make a brave decision, like, potentially killing Chewie, and then 30 seconds later, oh, actually, he's fine. Now, I, I agree with you. I think in The Force Awakens, it was justified to have that nostalgia because it was after the prequels that everyone, you know, that most people had hated, it was kind of a an attempt to be like, no, we're going back to the, the Star Wars from before that we all love. But at this point, it just feels kind of desperate. And I do think it's pretty unforgivable like there's no real excuse for a company the size of disney and movies this big to not have that roadmap of how they were going to write the trilogy like that they changed from jd abrams to ryan johnson who just threw out what had come before and then they've thrown this out again and as a trilogy it's a total mess and to not have plotted out how they wanted it to go at the beginning is 
like pretty disgraceful. Uh, I think I I do agree with that because I think the Last Jedi feels really out of step with the Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker. Like they should have someone like Kevin Feige for the Marvel movies overseeing the whole thing and making sure that it all works together i completely agree with that because it doesn't feel like it's a complete trilogy but mostly because i think the last jedi is so different mm-hmm. and so like almost un-star wars whereas the other two films are like so very star wars in, in a way the last jedi is more like and i'd actually say a worse version of the prequels as in it's just like the, you've got the Force Awakens and Rise of Skywalker, which are kind of like the old ones. And in fact, in some ways, they're kind of embarrassingly like the old ones. And then in the middle, you've got this, like, there's nothing as bad <laughs> in uh, Rise of Skywalker as the casino scene in The Last Jedi. Fact. I can't think of any bit, any scene, any character who comes out of it well. Whereas I can't say that for this one. But plot-wise as well, I think it, in a way it's a little indefensible to say that um, this one, oh, it's like lazy. You've got to do that for this one and Force Awakens because it is. It's like Force Awakens was just a new hope with a larger Death Star and this one was Return of the Jedi. It even ends with a fucking Ewok. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, it's the same story. So like, you, to, I think you've got to criticise both or neither, but people didn't criticise Force Awakens because they're so pleased to see a Star Wars film. That's the only reason. Yeah, well, Totally, I, like, rose-tinted um I don't think that's unfair, what you're saying, and I think um, I like Force Awakens a lot less now, having seen the subsequent two movies and realising that they weren't going anywhere. And I do think that J.J. Abrams has form on this. Like, anyone who's seen Lost you would know that he's very good at setting things up, but he's obviously not, like, thinking through what the answers to the questions he's posing are. That happened all the time in Lost. There'd be all these mysteries. And then with this one, it's like he obviously set up the mystery of who Ray's parents are and stuff. And I do think it's, like, it's really easy to set stuff up, but then... If, you, you know, if someone would have been like, oh, JJ, who are Ray's parents? Like, not my problem, mate. I'm off to make another film. <laughs> or, or he did have that, and Ryan Johnson said, well, I've got my own ideas with it. And which is why JJ went back to finish it yeah, and was possibly. like, I'm not... Because it, J- it feels to me like he's not happy with The Last Jedi. I'm sure film. that's true. Because he basically, everything that's set up by The Last Jedi, he closes down. And there's even that bit where... Uh, Ray throws her lightsaber into like the burning TIE fighter mm. and Luke catches it and is says something along the lines of you shouldn't disrespect a Jedi's weapon given that the first thing that happens in The Last Jedi is he tosses it over his back yeah, and I, it's, I, it's essentially saying like you shouldn't disrespect like the Star Wars canon which is, feels like him basically calling Ryan Johnson out on The Last Jedi No I think you're right I, yeah, I, I don't think he was happy with The Last Jedi but he's now saying that the plan was always to have Palpatine in the third movie, and that, like, was it bollocks? Like, there's just absolutely no chance that that's the like, case. It, I, that's I, right, Ollie. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't mind the, like, um, Ray's heritage being the Palpat- uh, Palpatine side of things. That didn't bother me. I thought actually kind of worked. Because, like, I was trying to think there's no other way of, like, who Ray's parents could be. Either it would have just been left as we don't find out. But in, the, in that Star Wars universe, I don't think there was anyone else you know anywhere else they could have taken that but that's like that's what i'm saying that in in seeing it as a whole like seeing the trilogy as a whole why i'm still annoyed by that because i agree that probably they they were left with not many options there but like don't set it up if you don't know what the answer is do you know what i mean they shouldn't have set that up as a mystery in force awakens if they hadn't thought through who her parents were unless they had but yeah you're not you're not convinced i'm not convinced by that 
But it's, I'll tell you what it's like. It's like in, uh, we've talked about this before, that in, I think we possibly agree that in the, in the world of Harry Potter, um, the worst aspect is the time turners. And almost this idea that J.K. Rowling was like, you know, one week till the deadline. Oh, well, I can't work this out. Okay, they just go back in time. Mm-hmm. But then what's really funny about it is that a time turner or being able to go back in time should sort of ruin everything in a plot. Because it's like, why can't we do that and, you know, mm-hmm. kill the bad guy, whatever. Um, and the way they deal with that in Harry Potter is someone says like, what happened to those um, time turners? That would be useful. And someone's like, oh yeah, those all got um, smashed. Yeah. And then it's like never mentioned again. And Snoke is like that in this. They're like, what was the deal with Snoke? And Palpatine's like, yeah, I made Snoke. Just don't ask any more, <laughs> any questions. It's so flimsy. But it's like, yeah. Got a few jars of Snoke Basically they regret here. Snoke and they should regret Snoke. Palpatine was really good in the old ones. Um, yeah, maybe they should have come up with something better. But we, they regret Snoke, and he was because he was awful. Hang on, Tane. Then Ollie. so I was like, can we agree that the worst uh, kind of callback character was the emergence of Lando Carizian? It was just like, that again made me cringe so much. Again, just, I like, really pops, didn't, like, it's, it's, it's like I didn't, that like, didn't bother no, me. It's the same <laughs> thing that, that it is that thing like the comedian constantly swearing, whatever. The cheap, it's cheap, like cheap laugh. And this is a cheap, like, um, you know, audience clap. That's what it is, isn't it? Star I Wars that, fans. That, I Star hate, Wars that's fans. awful. No, but I, yeah, but that's that's absolutely th- throughout Force Awakens as well. Uh, Constantly, they're, them playing chess on that thing. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, like, but oh, I think I've got a bad yeah, feeling about this. Said why? And and watching old footage of the of the of the bits, like I, that's just. But by the time they get to the third film, that I, I don't know. I just think yeah, that, yeah. that kind of stuff, and yeah. Go on, Dave. The other thing I would say about Lando, though, coming back, is that if it's not Lando, you have to introduce a whole other character to play the role that he plays in that film. Yeah, And, and, and the- I think that would be frustrating, because you'd be like, who's this guy? Why have we got to go through their story? But like, you just bring Lando back, and you're like, cool, we all understand Lando, we understand where he comes from, where he fits into everything emotionally. And then he goes and plays that role, and for me, I was like, great, he's back. And I agree with that because, as well, one of the weakest parts of this film, I think, was the introduction of this sort of sort of love interest of Poe, uh, where you're just like, well, who's this? And do we have time to get to know this character? Do we care? The Kerry Russell character. Yeah, yeah. and you're just like, well... Yeah, but that's the opposite. That's like, mm-hmm. let's not go with someone that the audience would be like, you know, pleased to see or whatever. Let's have this whole side bit, which, again, is a bit pointless. It's like a less shit version of the casino thing. Again, it's just kind of... That whole section could have been taken out. Just draw Lando, the, the Lando thing, and it, yeah, um, yeah. Okay, maybe that's fine, but just don't bring him back where he's just like on a thing, and he just un- you know pulls off a mask, and it's like, oh, it's Lando. Like they could have just brought him back in a more like <laughs> kind of meaningful. Yeah, I don't know why like, he's wearing a mask. Yeah. I think it's like, it's like it's a like nod a to Return of the Jedi, where he's wearing a mask, isn't he, at the beginning? Oh yeah, good point. I didn't necessarily mind him being in it, but it's just, it's one of a kind of endless series of yeah. like bang, things bang, like bang, that. Bang. Here's his back. Here, like, yeah. But as like a Star Wars Luke. fan, like, I loved all that. I love being like, bang, okay, like, great, Chewie's getting his medal. Like, it's completely ridiculous. Why is Chewie <laughs> getting his medal now? Yeah. Like, why is he getting, like, that's like, they've got it ready for after the battle. Like, we must remember to give Chewie his medal. <laughs> yeah. But, Ooh, like, meaning to. But, um, but as a Star Wars fan, I was like, that's great. I love yeah, that. Yeah, whereas the, some of the new stuff, again, like Laura Dern with purple hair, you're like, what's she doing here? I don't want her on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Let's introduce someone, a new character. What's the point of her? What is the point of that character? There, there were some really... <laughs> 
great bits though i think like the the lightsaber jewel on the i've forgotten the planet's name but the you know with all the water and the waves and stuff like mm. that particular set piece looked absolutely amazing and like had that like gritty edge to it which abrams sort of introduced into the into the trilogy but i thought that was really good and like i was pose a question here that as tony said in the start like there is got to be the most divisive anticipated series films of all time but do you do you think if like for example they made return the jedi today and that was the final part of this trilogy you would like like it or do you think you'd be really negative about it or does it just that the original trilogy holds such a place in everyone's hearts that it's very hard to actually be satisfied with what is released today no I, i do i do agree with that there's like nostalgia is a real problem and it's sort of an impossible job so i do accept that point like you're saying i was annoyed by laura dern as a new character but i was also annoyed by them bringing back lando so so i don't really know i don't know what i want necessarily what would say what would say about that though is that i i I much more trust lucas's intentions when the films came out than 2020 disney's intentions now which is just to create a like a, a uh, on that point though, i'm not sure lucas was ever well it obviously he deserves lots of credit but quite a lot of good stuff came out from um people ignoring george lucas or doing something different it's notable that the the best films are not directed by him yeah, it's interesting but- what you said about you're not sure what you want from a star wars film today that's that's an interesting point because if that's the case then until they hit the right formula, you're not going to be satisfied. You're like, because you don't know as a, as a cinema go, you don't know what Star Wars. I don't know what I want. All I know is that I'm angry about (laughs) it, but I did. So for example, I really liked solo, which we talked about on the podcast. And because although sort of by definition, this is not the case, but it almost felt like a new story, like a new uh, place to take this world. Like, we said at the time that the things we didn't necessarily like in that were where it was kind of ticking boxes of Han Solo's backstory. But when it wasn't doing that, it felt like a, f- a fresh thing. Whereas this, I, I think the other problem for me, as, as well as like all the stuff we talked about, I thought Palpatine was dreadful and uh, like the overdoing it on the nostalgic stuff. I also just think this, like the script is all over the place. And it, it, you mentioned, Tony, it's kind of, breathless like they're just running around all the time yeah and they keep like undoing big decisions they've made like when they think they've killed off Chewie so I've got problem with the script but also just these characters I don't really care about these characters I I think The Last Jedi again is possibly at fault that it made me really dislike people like Finn and Poe but it I just don't think there's anywhere near enough depth in these characters we don't really get many scenes where they're actually just like talking to each other you see at the end them all you know, when they're celebrating the victory, like Finn, Ray, and Poe have this big hug and it's meant to be this big emotional moment. We've seen Poe and Ray on screen together for about five minutes. Like they, they literally just tell us that they're good friends. We don't really see it. And I, I actively dislike Poe and Finn in these last two movies. I, I gr- agree with you a bit, but I, I really liked that set of characters in The Force Awakens. And then in Last Jedi, I didn't like... particularly Poe I just found him like unwatchable in in places Mm. but in The Rise of Skywalker I do think they've brought them back together a bit and I like the camaraderie between them and I 
I feel like I did like them more as characters than I did in Last Jedi. But they, yeah, I do agree. There's not quite that like emotional bond they're between just, them. They're always like, it's always plot. Like yeah. they're always like doing something, trying to find something for the plot. It's almost all exposition. That's yeah. true. The, um, I watched, uh, after watching it, I watched the Emperor's throne room scene from I thought you were about to say the Emperor's New Grieve <laughs> <laughs> I wish uh, no I watched the Emperor's th- throne room scene from Return of the Jedi and immediately noticeable is that it's just silent basically I mean apart from them speaking but it's just character and dialogue and stuff and that did make me think like but that's sort of sadly or not like that's the way sort of cinema has gone hasn't it especially with big budget things where I'm just like I can't remember a moment where there wasn't really noise and characters mm. just had like a conversation in these ones. So I do, I do miss that. And that they didn't feel as rushed. They in a way feel longer like the old ones, that mm. there was more space for them to just. It's interesting of, to actually like get a stopwatch out and I probably won't do that, but uh, just, yeah, actually go back and look at, yeah, how much time is spent. Mm. You know. but I found that I found for me, the, I didn't mind the humor in this one. I found it like landed, landed way better than in Last Jedi, for sure. Like, I laughed, and I found it, like, quite likable humour. I just found it enjoyable. Like, it's, it, it, I totally admit, it's the sort of thing where it's like, mm, just don't ask that. Like, don't, don't, don't try and explain that plot point. Or, I do think it's problematic, all the stuff about how powerful or not people are. Um, like, I didn't massively mind that Emperor thing, but I did just think, like, well, hang on a second. If he can single-handedly, like, destroy the entire fleet... Like it's a bit, it's a bit weird. Well, even just stuff like uh, I say, it just all feels so rushed. Like when that star destroyer appears out of nowhere and blows up the planet, mm. and then somebody says to Poe, "Does that mean that all these star destroyers?" He's like, "Can they can all destroy planets?" Yes, of course it does. Yeah. It's like yeah. they're yeah. literally like again writing the script. They're like, we don't need to worry about and explaining I, I, I it in any like, kind of. And that thing of like, here's like a hundred star destroyers. It's like where okay, where have they been? Yeah. Who's been making them? Who's manning them? Like, like who's manning them? Yeah. <laughs> so I completely agree with all of that. And I think this probably comes down to that point that you made right at the start where you said as soon as like the first sentence from the opening scroll came up, it pulled you out of it. Yeah. And you were like, hang on. And I think you watched it from that point thinking everything that happened, analysing it. Mm. Whereas I just sat back and was like, I am just going to let this film wash over me and yeah. entertain me like i know it's not gonna be perfect and i know that definitely the first like third of the film is about the most rushed thing in the world because it's basically everywhere ray goes kylo turns up literally about two minutes later and it just feels like relentless and there's lots of plotting there's lots of like questions you could ask about all sorts of things but just sitting there and being like do you know what like i'm just gonna enjoy it. i'm gonna give this a go and try and enjoy it and i watched it at the imax as well in waterloo yeah. so it was like very intense i was like i'm so happy with this that they ended this series this way like i really enjoyed it like i don't think it's a perfect film but i just really enjoyed it but you you really like palpatine so why did you not apart from the thing of like this doesn't make doesn't make much sense but like you're pointing at me by the way when you say yeah 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 um you know again like i don't know gandalf coming back it doesn't actually make any sense really it's just like oh yeah i I wasn't finished with what I was mm. sent to do. It's like, okay, well, we won't ask any more questions. But it's like, yeah. Yeah, it, I, I agree with you, Pat, because, like, he's... Fun. It, no, he... And he's dark. You no, know, he is dark. He's not a whiny and he's teenager. Not, he's not, like, 
he's not massively different to how he was in the original trilogy. He's just appears to be more mm, powerful. I don't know. I yeah. Like he's still I might got the, he's still got the cloak over his head. He's still yeah. Looks <laughs> scary. Yeah, he's got he's that cloak. Still got that yeah. same cloak. No, but he's, no, but he's, <laughs> he's, he's, it's, it's, it's that thing of like how unenjoyable where he lives looks. <laughs> it's just like yeah. Yeah. Just for yeah. all, all the time as well. He's just <laughs> been sat there waiting for them, just being like, oh, yeah. come I, on. I, like, I thought the planet really. where he lives. That's. I think that's all done really well. All those like statues. I, yeah. the, one of my favorite shots in the entire thing is that weird, it's like really um, narrow bit that they have to sort of walk under yeah. to get to where the Emperor is. I think that's amazing. No, that's really but seeing cool. that from quite far back. I, I would say cool. I, I might need to watch it again, but Ollie, you saying that um, he's not massively different to how he is in the original trilogy. I'm not sure I agree with that. Like, I accept that he was always pantomime, but there was there was always something like really sinister about him. And maybe it's because I was a kid, but I was genuinely scared of Palpatine. Whereas in this, he's like, it's, it's so over the top. He's just there going, I am all the Sith. You know, like it's, uh, there's nothing kind of subtle about it. And yeah, it's probably just that, as you say, Dave, I was just kind of set against that whole concept from the very beginning and how badly is reintroduced. You know, I was just thinking about in Spinal Tap when they're talking about all their drummers dying mm. and they say about one of them, uh, one of them dies in mysterious circumstances and the police are like, best leave it unsolved really yeah. it's, that, yeah. it's that kind of idea just like yeah did best not the, ask too many did questions you, did everyone here know that palpatine was in this film before they went and saw it because it is obviously revealed in the trailer and do you think if that hadn't been revealed it would have worked better going in not knowing that palpatine was in to it? me it was a nice surprise it was an it was a, it was a nice surprise although i think i'd heard like a no one's ever said that about palpatine before <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like a birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Birthday party. Pleasant, pleasant I didn't know you were in the area. It's just a trailer. Sheave. Can we agree though that the worst line in the film is I'm, I'm the, the spy. spy. <laughs> it's like oh, no, it's it's so okay, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, I both entirely agree and entirely disagree. I'll tell you why. Okay. <laughs> I entirely agree because Hux is the worst thing to happen to any saga in the history of mankind. And Donald Gleeson should never get another acting role. Okay, but again, like the Time Turners, like um, Snoke, they're just like, we know he's crap. We've had feedback that he's crap. Let's have a really, really pointless like few minutes where he's in it and then he just gets killed. So I appreciated that. Yeah, I loved it. I was like- they killed him off just like Jar Jar gets one line in um, episode three or whatever. They're like, no one likes him. I agree. I was like, this is complete nonsense. Why is he the spy? Yeah. Oh, brilliant. He's not gotten away with it. Richard E. Grant's just killed him. Fine. Oh, and also I liked Richard E. Grant. I, did he? He was, oh, I didn't. I thought I he was didn't. perfectly cast for that. It felt a bit like them going, look, everyone, it's Richard E. Grant. Yeah. <laughs> Richard E. Grant's a kind of, that, the, the Richard E. Grant being cast is just the ultimate, like, pulls you right out of it and being like, oh, it's just, it's just Richard E. Grant. Like, it's, <laughs> oh, God, it's Richard E. Grant. It's a good no, actor. No, no, he just plays Richard E. Grant. Yeah, but he's not that. in enough things as it is. So to see Richard E. Grant is something. If it was Hulk Hogan, I'd agree with you. <laughs> or Hugh Grant. <laughs> or Paul Hogan. No, Hugh Grant would have been great. In that. Hugh Grant. If Hugh Grant was playing the role that Richard E. Grant played, I don't think it it's would like work. General, we're under attack. Right. <laughs> Bugger. Bugger. Plus points for me. Obviously, it looks amazing. It sounds amazing. The acting's, like, apart from... Not Richard E. Grant's not bad, but apart from Richard E. Grant... I think it's Ray's strongest outing out of the three. But there was, yeah, so, and that, that all, that's all fine, and you'd ex but you kind of expect that because it's the budget, the technology, the talent, the people involved. 
Um, but the, I don't know, some of the stuff, I love the water planet, the waves and stuff. That was brilliant. The, like the Death Star ruin. The shot of him coming out of the sort of spray. Yeah, oh, that's cool. That's I agree, cool. that was really good. I yeah. didn't like the, like whatever, the horses or whatever they were riding on the outside of that the was, thing. Yeah, I completely agree. That was All three of you put your hand up when <laughs> soon as Tony mentioned the horses. Total balls. Are they horses or the whatever they are? I, I was horse. just going to say <laughs> that um, one bit I really liked and I wanted more of was Ben moving back to the the light side of the force if you like because he in Star Wars we've always seen people turn to the dark but we never really seen people turn to light and I liked that sort of round trip if you like that he'd come back but I wanted more of it Darth it, Vader does. Well, I was going to say have you seen the Return of the Jedi it's quite, yeah but it's but that's only a moment to mm, be fair but it's quite a nice callback to the fact that he really wants to be like Darth Vader that he does the exact same thing like he comes back and he saves the day that's was, interesting there was, point there was a problem Ooh, for me like that got a degree isn't Adam it? loves it now <laughs> <laughs> there was a problem for me that uh, I found it actually sort of comical when he dies because of the sort of one of them popping up being like oh, I'm still alive and then the other one dying and then vice versa um, it was like it, I mean it's just Romeo and Romeo Juliet, Juliet yeah. um, and I'm not you know I'm not usually one for like oh it needs to be a, a totally happy ending but I didn't really see the point in in killing him actually or in him dying at the end but the thing for me more so with him is that I've just never liked him in the whole trilogy I thought he was crap I thought Adam Driver doesn't I, may, I don't know whose fault it is because um, I've heard that he can be good in other things I just don't think it's not a good character and I, I always complained even in Force Awakens I thought it was way too rushed that they like sort of took his mask off that he became the whiny split teenager he has one theme in the entire thing which is like i'm so torn um and like frodo he basically has about two facial expressions kind of like like he's going to be sick or he's going to cry tedious i think and like and and it is a bit problematic that thing of like yeah no one dies because it becomes pointless you watch you start watching the lightsaber fights and you're like well there's no point here because like one of them will kill the other one and then they'll just be brought back both a problem for the power yeah. element, like what is and isn't possible, and also the like, well, there's no investment here. There's, we're just watching, what? like watching Thor v. Um, Hulk. You're like, well... There's no jeopardy. Yeah. Well, this is what we, kind of what we talked about in Last Jedi as well, that, that a lot of... It, that film broke a lot of Star Wars rules, and people might say to that, well, like, you know, at the end of the day, it's Star Wars, it's, you know, eat your popcorn and just enjoy it. But, like, it is a problem when the kind of internal logic of a universe is yes. broken. So, like, in Last Jedi when Laura then like goes into hyperspace and and destroys the star destroyer like that you think it's like it that bit looked amazing but why didn't they do that to the death star like suddenly that's that retrospectively causes problems for other things and it's a bit like that in this one that they can use the force to heal people and bring them back to life now you might say it's because ray is so powerful but we haven't necessarily seen that we've maybe been told that but we haven't seen that she's so much more powerful than Darth Vader or or Luke and it's suddenly like okay well if the force can do literally anything or heal people like that why didn't they do that in the previous eight movies so I think there's two things firstly just addressing like I really hated that uh move was what she called like General Hodo or uh Holdor I really hated that um, light speed moment where she destroyed the ship. But in The Rise of Skywalker, they do actually say that was a one in a million move because they say, like, could we 
do that. Mm. So I think again, again it's JJ JJ's trying yeah. to say like that's not something you could do all the time. <laughs> um, but with force healing, uh, that's actually it's within canon because, for example, <laughs> in the third one, when Palpatine is talking to Anakin before he's mm. Darth Vader, they talk about being able to bring people back from the life about Darth Plagueis, like using yeah, using the force. And then it's also in, I believe, some of like the the books, mm. and it's also in the Mandalorian force healing. She does like when Ben dro- when uh, Ben Solo does it to her. I think that's sort of why at the end of the film she refers to herself as Skywalker because she's actually got his like life force in her. So it's mm. like two sort of conflicted people becoming one. I think it's, it it's another good be, point. Degree boy. Might be that, but also that she essentially feels that she's adopted by Skywalker, so she feels more yeah. of an allegiance to Leia and Luke. Yeah, I think it works on a couple of levels. Like but um, uh, for me, one of the biggest practical things that's problematic in the trilogy, and um, my brother was pointing this out as well, it's just the thing of, it's just like intergalactic Skype. It's it quite uh, a good line. He said it's like the rise of Skype Walker because <laughs> it's just it's just two well sort of teeny people having these long conversations, and then you know it'd be like someone knocks something over. It's like oh you're in the throne room. You I mean you're in that room with like Vader's helmet and stuff. But it's just it goes on so much, and so it's like there's no. It used to be maybe you know Luke would hear just a snippet of kind of. Obi-Wan, which might be part memory, part sort of from his ghost sort of thing. But now it's just, they can just chat the whole mm. time. And as you've pointed out before as well, Adam, uh, the thing of like, why don't the ghosts just sort of hang around? Yeah, they're quite <laughs> useful. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, quite a lot of knowledge um, to tap into. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and apparently like they can the actually rules. affect the yeah. physical world as well. Yeah, and the uh, thing of passing stuff and like across the galaxy. and um, It's it's just, it's practical stuff. But I, 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 I dislike the sort of one-dimensional um whiny torn thing more than i do the sort of practical problems i think i think maybe they just got a bit overexcited and like and yeah should have just thought of it rooted it as a you know the sort of space western that it, <coughs> that it sort of was at the start and not like some sort of technological sixth sense kind of non stuff do you know what i mean it, just keep it simple mm. have a good story don't don't try and like yeah yeah have people reaching left right and center at different times coming back to what i said at the beginning i do just think it's like it's pretty inexcusable for disney to have not thought it all through and for the writing to be in my opinion so poor it's a bit like how i felt about the last season of game of thrones which you don't necessarily need to get into but like when it's when there's that much money behind something for the script to feel like a kind of first draft of an undergraduate creative writing project it's like surely you can do better than this if you've got a billion dollars in the budget like and i agree like it looks amazing like visually it's stunning there's a lot of good stuff in it but just the writing is just so bad i think um is it possible that it's just it's not possible to to conceive these grand sagas and finish them because has there have there been any that have actually been what pulled together i would say that Avengers mm. Endgame from this year actually tied together a so what was that like 22 25 I can't remember how many yeah, films 23 I think 20 yeah 23 films and that actually tied them all together incredibly in an incredibly satisfying way and that's Disney as well so I think there is definitely a way to to do it 
uh, and leave most people feeling happy about it. I mean, the joke with Marvel is that they're immediately doing more films uh, straight away afterwards. But I, I just don't, I think with Star Wars, like it feels like it's like a religion for people. Like they're so into it that you're never going to please everyone. Like yeah. even around here, like where we all would say that we we love Star Wars, we've got so many differing views. But that's why it's interesting because this, well, Last Jedi, like as a piece of, as a film, like had probably the best critical response to any Star Wars film ever, didn't it? Like it was the highest rated reviewed Star Wars film, wasn't it? Whereas fans wise didn't like it at all. A lot of fans didn't like it. Was this one, it's kind of a bit more level, isn't it? Like it's, it's a mixture of, of critic and audience scores, which are very similar. I just, I agree with you. I just don't think you're ever going to be satisfied. I, I, I think the, you know, the script wouldn't win any prizes, but there wasn't any paging general hucks. You know, like it's, it was a lot better script than the previous one. And there were like emotional bits, like the bit where they turned C-3PO off. I was that like, was quite good. I was like, do you know what? Like actually in this film, they gave C-3PO some funny lines and they treated him with respect for a character who's essentially been bullied. This was his, <laughs> I, actually, I would actually agree with that. This was his best yeah. showing actually in any Star Wars yeah. film. He wasn't Claire annoying, really. Also the only Star Wars character who's in every Star Wars film. What's the kind of roadmap now for Star Wars? I, I know they're going to do more other films around it aren't they but is that so, the end of a sort of main so that's the end of the main canon and what they're talking about doing now is actually avoiding a new trilogy so they just want to make some one-off films but i think they're going to leave it a bit of time i think the reason they want to avoid a trilogy is because i don't think they want to get into the same situation that they go in i think they're going to move more into tv though with star wars now so i so i've watched half of the Mandalorian I've not finished watching it yet and I just I, I don't love it I just think I'd rather they just focused on doing big films every now and then like, well, there was that joke wasn't there about like the film made about one of the is it one of the stormtroopers who's like up a pole in like a forest <laughs> in, yeah. uh, in like where in the Ewoks live yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> it's like what's his backstory <laughs> <laughs> well they are making Kenobi aren't they is that in production as a TV series it's yeah. a TV series have they cancelled a couple as well since they they had the Game of Thrones um, writers didn't they doing yeah so they've they, cancelled that they've cancelled that and they were going to give Ryan Johnson a trilogy, but they've stopped talking about that as well. I think after the failure of Solo, they've kind of gone back to the drawing board and to, to, to look at like what they're actually going to do with the property because it just didn't make any money. So, but they, yeah, it's unlikely they're going to pull it out of the cinema though, isn't it? Because the money these for, well, this particular trilogy has made must be in numerous billions. Yeah, although also it's just kind of a vehicle for selling toys and other merchandise, isn't it? That's basically, that's like why they bought it. Because the Star Wars toys have made like 10 times as much money as the films over the decades. So I suppose it's, they want to keep producing content as a kind of like advert for the toys. Uh, not not a film, but Dave know about this. We both finished it. But the Jedi video game they released this oh. year is absolutely superb and like that story is really good Star there was, Wars story. I saw something on Facebook that someone had said like um, and there was a screenshot from one of the really old ones like Jedi Knight or so. I was like th- th- those were really good yeah but this new one is absolutely superb and the Knights story the is Republic. really yeah. good yeah what is it? it's Fallen Order isn't it yeah Jedi Fallen Order uh, yeah because I, I devoted so many hours to playing that before I went and watched the film so I was really in a Star Wars world as well 
I would say, as much as I really didn't like it, I do think it matters, like, the circumstances in which you watch a film. And I would admit that although I went into it wanting to like it, I was definitely not in the right frame of mind to watch it really. I, for some reason, we decided to go to the late showing. So, well, late by my standard. It was like 9.30 <laughs> uh, on, a week, on a weeknight. But as someone with a, you know, with a... a infant child at home that's that's like half an hour after my bedtime it started we got home about one i was just like i was slightly annoyed <laughs> as we went in and it probably uh it may have affected my my viewing so i might need to to watch it again yeah i would say it's like even though it's probably not my film of the year it's probably the film from this year that i will watch most again in my lifetime all right well I think we've about covered it all. I feel like I've said my piece, got it off my chest. We can all agree it's like a six. If we, if we, <laughs> yeah. we work out all the no, no, 6.5. I, I think yeah. we can agree it was a three, <laughs> and anyone who gave it higher than that should be thoroughly ashamed of himself. <laughs> um, Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cheers, guys. Yeah, well done, everyone. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Well played. Oh, Sheev, good to see you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was a nice surprise. Didn't know you were coming tonight. <laughs> Oh, good. Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting yeah. debate. Do you just laugh? Because when you laughed before, it crackled. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, narrowly missed out on being the emperor. Yeah. Different thing. Dave going. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>